What's the thing that scares you the most? Confined spaces and uh, blood particles in the air, the dark, that coral thing that's been staring at me since I came in here. Chris, I'm scared to death. Welcome to the Sum of All Fear podcast, the show that examines real-life phobias and the horror movies that prey on them. So pour yourself something strong, Feardos, and let's find out what makes you afraid. You take great pictures. No, I yeah, don't. You, do. <laughs> you take wonderful pictures. No, because I, I can't time when my face and my body should look appropriately in the appropriate places. So something's always out of place. It's like... Like an arm is like squeezed too closely to my body or my face is mid thinking about smile. Well, I think you're wonderful. Oh, I think you look wonderful. You're very kind. Mm. You have to say that too. No, I don't. Technically. I mean, not like contractually obligated. You did sign something. You didn't did read the fine print. But I'm pretty sure it wasn't in the fine print. I have a video of you signing something and I could have made you sign. I was super drunk. Anything I could have fucking wanted. In a court of law, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that they would say that I was too inebriated to be signing any sort of official documents. Yeah, no, that was very official and you were highly, highly intoxicated. Yeah. We should oh. not have signed that. Hey, who in the heck kind of an officiant lets a inebriated uh, yeah, wedding Heath. couple yeah he seriously my brother <laughs> welcome back feardos hey feardos uh we are the sum of all fear podcast yeah we are hosted by myself uh i'm drew a full-time writer and horror nerd and my sexy ass wife chris yay it's me hi professional mental health therapist and Sometimes. part-time roller derby star full-time um, full-time roller derby part-time so i i was thinking about this star. i was thinking about this this week not a star at all. Can we call you Chris the phobia killer? Because isn't that kind of what you do? Like you kill people's phobias? I mean, I don't. It's they, like Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. <laughs> but but it's no, I don't kill shadow phobia killer. I don't kill anything like the people um, who are working through their phobias. They're the ones that are that are killing. I know. Their I know. Phobias. You never want to take any credit. Well, no, because I always say that therapists are more like. You, this is going to date me like a Garmin, you know, those Garmin? remember like a top, like a Tom Tom or a Garmin or a, a GPS system that used to be outside oh, 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 of our oh, phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That's why I said it's going to date me. Gotcha. And I always say that therapists are like a Garmin, you know, like people should input where they want to go and, and we'll help you get, you know, kind of point you in the right directions. But ultimately you press the gas, you turn the wheel, you stop when you want to stop. And that's, you know, that's not up to us. Can't we'll, you just say GPS? I can't, I can now, but in my head, <laughs> when I created it, it was Garmin and I always think of a Garmin. So if Garmin is still a company. Sitting in a dorm, sitting in a dorm room in 2003. Yeah. 2003? Whatever. I was in high school in 2003. <laughs> I was a junior. Shut up. I was sitting in a dorm room You just dated yourself. So we had a pretty mellow week uh, again. It was great. So that's good. Imagine that. Another, another mellow week. Crazy. Thank God. Um, easing into this uh, fall season somewhat nicely. Fuck yeah, fall. I mean, let's get there. I'm ready. I'm ready let's for fall it. to officially start. Let's do it. Some of the trees around have already started to turn. It's coming. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm ready for, you know, I'm ready for a spirit Halloweens are starting to pop up. You're ready for actual Halloween season, yeah. not like rest of the year Halloween season? Halloween season starts in like July. No, Halloween season is starts, all year long. It starts November 1st. That's when it starts. <laughs> um. We need to give a quick shout out to 
to our good friend uh, and fellow Feardo Wayne. It's his <gasps> birthday week. Happy birthday, Wayne! They're having they're having like birthday shindigs down in in Carson today, which uh, I was hoping maybe we'd go down and say hi, but I'm not sure we're gonna make it. But uh, we wanted to, I wanted to say happy birthday to Wayne. That's a good dude. Yeah. So so we got to get that in there for sure. Happy birthday, Feardo. Um, we got an amazing endorsement this week. He was so uh, kind. From the star and host of the documentary Why Horror, which we featured in the last episode. And um, we've watched like what? At I least like half a dozen times. times. And, yeah. And, and uh, it's on Shudder right now. So if you have Shudder. It's so good. You need to watch it. If you don't have Shudder, you need to get it because it's it's awesome. Um, uh, but the man himself, the, the host uh, of the documentary, Mr. Tal Zimmerman, uh, wrote a really, really nice response on our Instagram this week. Um, he said... Just listened to the episode and it was awesome. You both are hilarious and have a great rapport and the material and the way you deliver it really speaks to me. My wife happens to be a fancy pants book learning type with a career focus on mind, body health. We'd get along. Her PhD looked at stress on pregnant women and the possible link to allergies and babies. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, So when you guys get going on angles like gut brain or stress responses and how they mutate, it's not far off from the things we discuss at home. You know, after the kids go to bed, (laughs) I'm so glad I discovered you even if it was by way of my own vanity, looking forward to diving into past and future episodes. Super cool. I really appreciate that feedback, especially so, from someone who I, before he even mentioned anything, I consider this documentary this documentary to be insanely well put together. Well, it's really app- so applicable to our, our, to this podcast and what we do. Oh and what, gosh. What our, yeah. The, the concepts of why do we, why do we like these things? Why do we like to scare ourselves? What's, what's the whole fear response all about? It's and all that kind wonderful. Of stuff. So thank you so much for the really thoughtful note, uh, Tal. And if you're listening, um, we'd love to get your feedback, you know, some more as you go along, if you've listened to more episodes. Um, and I just got approved, I think last week, uh, to start contributing articles to uh, room org. Uh, oh, I'm magazine. so excited. Um, so I might start writing some articles for them, which would be really cool. Um, as maybe you know, it's a kick-ass horror magazine, you know, fantastic uh, 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 web magazine. Um, and I think Tal might be associated with Room as well. Well, a few folks so from Room were in that. Them. Maybe send them a quick message and, and uh, I need to submit my first article. That would probably be a good uh, first step <laughs> yes. too. So um, Get after it. Yeah, so very cool. Tal Zimmerman. Uh, gave us a cool endorsement. So that was fun. Thanks very much to our pal, Tal. Oh, I like that. Oh. Um, and if you like the show, um, we'd love to continue this little love fest uh, on the old social media. Be a part of our love fest. So come join the conversation at Some of All Fear Podcast on Facebook and some of, and at Some of All Fear Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if the good Lord has tickled that special little place in your heart, uh, you can support us on Patreon like our awesome Feardo friends, James from the Eek Channel podcast, which you should all be downloading and listening to as well. I love their clips. That pod room is so rad. They have a really cool pod. Oh room. my gosh! Yeah, we need to. We need to. We need to step up our game. And that's you know I, another thing that I really appreciate is other podcasters and producers of shows um, who reach out and and give us feedback in all kinds of manners. Absolutely. I, I, God, I thank you so much. This community has been amazing. Yeah, it's very cool. And and our friend Toby from McKinney, Texas, another, yeah, uh, Patreon supporter. Hi, well. Toby. Um, and of course, uh, please go to your podcast apps, guys, and give us a rating and a review. And we will definitely give you a shout out on the podcast and on social media. Um, so go do that. You too That'd can awesome. hear your we name really right here. It. Yeah. Um, what else is going on this week? We need to go see Ready or Not. I oh gosh, I do. I want to see that. I have heard it's really good. What was the other one we were talking about wanting to go see? Uh, I don't know. 
What was the other one we wanted to go see? I, I asked you, I said, is there going to be a double feature at the drive-in? Mm, I don't remember what the other one was. I don't remember what's out right now. Um, other than that one. Um, but ready or not, I've heard that Samara Weaving, the, 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 the final girl in this one or main character, she's, uh, she's kind of the new hip scream queen. Yeah. Um, she was in the babysitter on Netflix a while back that I really liked. I liked that movie a lot. It was fun. Really fun little flick. Um, but what else? We finished Mindhunter this week. Mindhunter. Yeah. You thought that, that season two's, um, two fell a little flat in terms of, I I really, I still really liked it. I didn't think it fell flat. I just, I just, I think I liked season one a little better, but I don't, I don't know. It was so good. You had Kemp. Kemper, you know, Kemper was in the first season. Kemp, way he, more. He was he was such a um uh a drawing presence in that first season. Dude, they're all so good though. Everybody that plays Brutus, that plays the serial killers, oh my yeah, gosh. Jerry Brutus character in the he first was, season. Um, but the guys who played Manson, this, he just this, like takes the shoes and he walks over and like jerks off to him. Like that's so. It was super creepy. So, no, it's just, it's so. Um, no, it wasn't creepy. You want guys to take shoes and go in the corner and jerk off them? That's not the equivalent of not <laughs> creepy. I just find it interesting. I mean, that was, I got a degree in criminal justice and psychology so that I could study those people because this was. Study why dudes take shoes in the corner and jerk off to them? While they're in prison while after in prison. hanging for teenage women up in their Garage. garages. Their special garage. And hiding them from their wife. Yeah, not cool, man. It's, not cool, it's, Jerry Brudos. The extremes are very interesting. And that's why we sit here talking about fears. It's part of the extremes that we all experience. Yeah, but I thought the I thought the the performances by the guy who played Marilyn Man uh, Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Charles Manson. <laughs> Damn, next season on Mindhunter. <laughs> um the guy who played Charles Manson was, metal. Was, was really good. Um I thought the guy who played um who was the other one? Uh Berkowitz. Did Ooh. a really great job. And they do a really good job of making those guys look wow. just spot on. Unnervingly spot yeah, on. So, so, so good. So yeah, check out Mindhunter if you haven't watched it. It's on Netflix and it's badass. Someone could switch out the lead, um, the lead guy for Mindhunter. What's his what's his name? Not Tench, but um, Holden. Holden with um the lead character from Sunny in Philadelphia, and I would never know. Oh yeah, they do look kind of look kind of so like, similar. What's yeah. his name? Mac, uh, not Mac. Um, no, Dennis. 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 Yeah. Dennis and Holden. For sure. Yeah. For sure. It's coming in season three. So do you think, I was thinking I might do, I should do a Some of All Fear podcast uh, presents 30 days of phobias of, of Halloween movie phobia or phobia Halloween movies. Like do 30 days, set up a list and mm. be like, do a different phobia every day for the 30 days of Halloween. That might be like fun. Like a watch list. Um, do I have to watch them? Week. You don't have to watch them. Oh, though. Thank I mean, God. they'll be on because you know I'll be watching them. But I have an office. I'll just make it, and I'll make it once. I'll we retreat. Maybe I'll make it once we haven't done anything on yet. I'll too, just so do different ones. I'll just retreat to my office and listen to Box of Oddities and Doctor Drew. There you go. All right, you ready to play some? Uh, ready to play some? What the fear? Yeah, let's do this. I got one out of three last week. I'm feeling like a redeemer. You ready to come back? Let's do it. All right. Uh, it's time Ba-da-da. for the Ba-da-da. world's greatest phobia-based trivia game. say it now. What the fear? There you go. Okay, you have to say it like that. Time for what the fear. You ready? Yeah. You ready for some 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 uh, phobias? Give it to me. And then we will try to decide what that phobia 
is a phobia of? Give it to me. <laughs> Show me what you got. Show me what you got. When's Rick and Morty coming back? I'm ready for some 2020? Rick and Morty. It feels like everything's coming back in I really 2020. I like Rick and Morty. I don't like Rick and Morty fans. They're kind of douchebags. But Wait, we're Rick, Rick and Morty, Morty fans. Oh, yeah, I guess we are. But a lot of them are. We're kind of douchebags too. Remember the whole McDonald's debacle? And I don't know. Rick and Morty fans seem like kind of kind of like their tools. All right. It wasn't a debacle. They just wanted their Szechuan sauce. They wanted their sauce. The They're Szechuan serious sauce. about the sauce. Um, are you ready for your first phobia? Yes. You ready to, to redeem yourself? You've asked me if I'm ready like nine times. You if you're playing at home, are you really ready? it's a shot for every time he says, are you, are ready? you ready? Are you really, really ready? <laughs> All right. Your first fear of the day is acarophobia. A-C-A, acarophobia. A-C-A-R-O, phobia. Acarophobia. Do you need your hint? Mm-hmm. If you had this phobia, you would probably want to avoid poison ivy. And for you, Chris, any time during the evenings in the summer and yeast infections would be terrifying as well. What? What? (laughs) Wait, no. The yeast infections. That's what threw me. Can you Mm. repeat? If you had this phobia, you would probably want to avoid poison ivy. And probably any time during the evenings in the summer. And yeast infections would be terrifying as well. What the French toast? What's the French toast? <sighs> the fork I mean, kind of on, a let's comment. Use our, is... Let's use our process of, of elimination here or correlation. Yeah, you correlate everything. Um... <laughs> trying to get better at my hints, all right? I'm trying to make this not such a slam dunk for you every time. Well, like I was my initial train of thought when you were like avoiding the evenings and avoiding, you know, poison ivy. I was thinking, oh, okay. Um, You know, fear of like things being like, like uh, not poisoning on your skin, but like skin rashes of some kind and me out in evenings with mosquitoes, some sort of skin. Okay. You're on the right track. Um, I think you're moving in the right direction. Not bad. Not bad. Fear of, and then the yeast. That's where I don't. don't But I'm thinking like, so I went immediately to like girl yeast, you know? Um, But now I'm kind of backtracking and thinking like, isn't foot fungus a yeast? Well, yeah. And they're all, those are all associated. Okay. Sure. That would fit as well. So then it would be. Athlete's foot would fit in there as well. Isn't athlete's foot, foot fungus? Yeah. Slash yeast. I think all of those things are intimately connected to this phobia. Fear of, wait, what was the very first thing you would be afraid of? Um, You'd want to avoid poison ivy or poison oak. All of those things. Fear of... Forest injuries. <laughs> How does that apply to yeast infections? Well, because if you're walking through the forest, um, I'm thinking like, okay, if you're on a hike or something. Forest and you, injuries. And you get, I didn't know how to like phrase it. And you're, you're walking on a hike and things that you would be afraid of that um, would be like if you got lost in the woods. Oh, no. No. It is not the fear of forest injuries. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fear of itching. Itching. Oh. 
Or it could also be the fear of insects that cause itching, but it's the fear of itching. Interesting. So, I mean, yeast infections cause itching, correct? I didn't go that deep into it. I was looking like, okay, where do you get those? You didn't go deep into the cavernous hole that is yeast infections? That is to find the yeast, no. Um, Interesting. Hmm. It really threw me off when you put making bread in there. Like, well, hey, you know, itching, right? I mean, I don't, I've never had one personally, but I heard they're pretty itchy. I did not go, yeah, I did not go a layer deeper on that one. I didn't go into the symptomology. Well, that's the looking... first, the first time we will discuss deep, dark, cavernous holes in this episode. And it yeast. will not be the, the last. I hope it's However, the last we, it will we not be discuss the last yeast. <laughs> So thinking, but here's my train of thought though. Like you're walking through a forest, you want your feet to stay dry, right? Because then you can get a like athlete's foot, which is horrible injury in the forest. Um, uh, poison athlete's oak. Athlete's foot is a horrible injury in the forest? Dude, our, when. Um, athlete's foot is just something you get from like sports and wearing your shoes too much and sweating. That was part of the, the U.S. military's like credo in Vietnam was you have to keep your socks dry because if your feet got fungal infections oh, yeah, and I, open wounds. I, that makes sense. So I was thinking like forest related well, poison injuries. And you need to avoid anything during the summer. Mosquitoes. Evenings in the summer, mosquitoes. And then yeast infections because they're itchy. Okay. So all those things are itchy. That's great. All right. That was a good one. Oh, for one. Are you ready? Yeah. Now that we've thoroughly dissected that one. Caprostophobia. <laughs> Cap- Caprostasophobia. 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 <laughs> C-O-P-R-A-S-T-A-S-O-phobia. Okay, what's my hint? Caprostasophobics, <laughs> caprostasophobics might consider Activia to be their favorite food. Thanks, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, f- fear of not pooping regularly. Uh... Or pooping. I'll give it to you. Fear <laughs> of constipation. Fear of not pooping. Fear of constipation. There you go. Ding, 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 ding. Good job. Yeah, I got the pooping one. <laughs> so now we've had yeast infections and constipation. Wow, this is a sexy ass episode. Woo! It's, Woo! it's gonna get a lot hotter. Soon. Oh, is it gonna get moist? It's gonna get very That's moist. gonna get real deep, risky. Deep dark for some yeast infections. Moist holes. Yeah. Coming up soon. Moist holes near you. Don't worry, they're coming. Oh yeah. You. Give me it. You ready for your third one? Give me it. One for two. Uh, Disposophobia. Disposophobia. D-I-S-P-O-S-O-phobia. Disposophobia. Okay. What's my hint? Uh, If you have this phobia, you might have every newspaper for the last 30 years. Tons of dollar store stuffed animals and maybe 15 toasters and 27 microwaves. Fear of throwing anything away. That is correct. Well done. Yeah. Well done. That's the that's a that's a, a phobia that is associated with hoarding. So would that include fear of throwing away like your own fecal matter and urine? Like fear of fear of disposing of anything? Ooh, I bet you I'm sure there's a subset that probably has or an amesis. Something like that. Too. I mean, yeah. Uh, that's the thing, right? People keep them in jars and like weird stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll that's weigh strange. them and like yeah. Well, that's like associated trophies. With, with um It's not associated with. It's just with with eating disorders, right? No, it's not associated with. It's just something that I saw during my practice. That's um, not something that, that is common or or somewhat common with people mm, with eating disorders? No. I mean, they hide uh, they they hide their behaviors, but this this one was particularly unique. Weird. 
Yeah, I know. Everybody, how people process things is really interesting, but there's, I can tell you one thing, there's a lot of trauma behind that. We definitely had a theme throughout this, what the fear of, you had to bring in fecal matter. We were just talking about throwing things away and then all of a sudden it went to like. Well, because I, my first thought before that was, well, this one didn't have anything dirty or disgusting in it. And then my second thought was, here, well, let's (laughs) let's drop something in. Oh, man. Thanks, Babe, that was great. All right. That was fun. Two out of three. I feel rejuvenated. You've done a good job. Thank well you. you. I hope all well. of you at home feel very moist about this. <laughs> oh, I had an interview this week, or not an interview, but a, an application for a job um, that you had to do a video. And in order for them to make sure that you didn't just send them a generic video of yourself, you had to, it was a 60 second video and you had to start the video with moist and end the video with toodaloo. How did you start it? Uh, I started it with moist, kumquat, uh, typewriter. No, I did like, I did like five of the worst American, words, the, the five, like the five worst words that people hate to say. I'd started it that way and then went into, and then said something about, so now that I've gone through the five, but then how, words, how did you, myself. did you just go into toodaloo after that? No, I, 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 I talked briefly about myself. No, I meant like the at the end. Yeah. I don't know. That is really fun. Like I want, I want. I want that person's job to create those. That'd be great. Not a, not a bad idea. I liked it. I thought, I thought it was kind of fun. You know, what's more fun. Deep cavernous holes, gaping holes with no discernible end, no discernible end in sight. Like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. Yes. Like many hot dogs down many hallways. (laughs) Well, that is the basis for our phobia for today. Kind of not really a little bit. This is one of this is not one of the only phobias with a Pornhub category. No, no, it's not. There's quite <laughs> a few. In fact, probably a number of the ones that we just uh, discussed in What the Fear. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Corporal pro 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 phobia. <laughs> um, today we are talking about uh, bathophobia, which is the fear of deaths basically, right? Yes. That's kind of the, the technical term. Yeah, because it comes from the Greek bathos, which um, means depth. So that's kind of the big overarching one. But we're going to talk specifically more about caves and tunnels, I think. Um, so let's dive into to our phobia for today, bathophobia, the fear of caves. Dive into it. This was moving her chair. In a I like that motion. I was just dead ass staring you in the eyes while I was doing that too. Like a bed creaking for, <laughs> well, for probably our most uh, sexually suggestive uh, phobia. It yet. might be a little sexually suggestive. Yeah. The fear of deep, dark, cavernous things. Tunnels, valleys, caves. Yeah. Deep trenches. Tight holes. Your deep trench. Deep, dark, gaping tight holes. <laughs> gaping tight holes gaping tight i don't know that, that's, uh, an that's, that's an oxymoron you're right you can't do that mm. you can't have your cake and make it gaping too <laughs> <laughs> why is gaping such a gross word oh, like i don't know oh it's like it's like moist or kumquat it's like it should be one of those that's a disgusting word i guess so all right bathophobia <laughs> 
Bathophobia is uh, is is from the Greek. The etymology is from the Greek bathus. 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 I'm sorry, I said thos. Uh, which means deep. Means deep. So Death. fear of the deep, basically. Um, and this and this phobia specifically fear of caves. So so bathophobia can can refer to any depths, right? The depths of the ocean, uh, canyons, mountain valleys, tunnels, trenches, caves, trenches, hallways, hallways that you that are extraordinarily long. long like if you, that you can't see the end of it. If yeah. anybody's ever been on a cruise ship, like Oof. when you first board and you're like one of the first to board, sometimes the lights at the ends of the hallway are off until motion is sensed. And it's fucking creepy that you cannot see the the rest of the ship that you're on. It's just, it's an odd feeling. So this, this phobia can be, it's, it's closely associated with some people who have thalassophobia, which is fear of the water. Right. It's also associated with, uh, some people who have claustrophobia, um, which is obviously fear Ooh, me, enclosed spaces. Me, me, um, pick me. Oh, you have claustrophobia. Fuck yes. Yeah, she doesn't like enclosed spaces. Ooh. And it also, there's also kind of a little, I don't know if it's an official phobia, but I did see quite a bit of stuff kind of about it where it was just called spelunkophobia, which is the fear of caves. Also kind of gross. Um, spelunk, spelunking. Spelunk. You don't like that word? I believe that's a sexual term too. You think so? Spelunking? I think it's spunking. I no. know that's one, but I think spelunking was <laughs> spelunking is when you too. dive when you, yeah no I don't I could spelunking come up with some, I is come up with cave diving for for what cave diving both ways oh man are we ever gonna get through this episode or no. is it just gonna be like this one, is going to be so sophomoric y'all reference I'm so sorry another. it's really bad I like it no I know it's you good. do it's so because you're weird and gross you're weird and gross I know. Thank you. Um, so this is this is a this thing. I think this phobia is one that a lot of us can relate to. I know that I'm not a big fan of. I'm not a big fan of being in a place where I don't feel like I can get out. Right. You know, and I think caves are kind of one of those those things. Caves, tunnels. Those are not things that I I really want. I've never really felt like, hey, you know what? I want to go like miles into a cave. Did you that ride the subway fun. in Chicago though? I did. Yeah. The subway didn't bother me so much. Why? Cause you couldn't see in front of you, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, you know, I honestly, I didn't even think about the subway when I was doing this, this episode, but that makes a lot of sense. I, I can imagine some people would not like that at all. And, no. and honestly, there was always the fear when you went in tunnels in the subway that you could get stuck, right? Yeah. That you could get absolutely. Trapped. And then you'd have to, then you'd have to walk out on the side and it's all very, dark and enclosed and dirty up, you know? and yeah. So I, there's definitely, I could definitely see that. And I, I was never, I think I got over it, but it was never like a comfortable feeling being underground. Right. Um, I don't like that. Even somewhere like, um, like the Donner railroad tunnels. If any of you guys have been to Donner, California, um, the site where the Donner party, uh, infamously right. we live really close stood. We're like 30 um, miles. Well, not even, yeah, about 30 miles. About somewhere. that. Yeah. And, um, in Donner, party of five. <laughs> Donner. Donner, party of four. Party of three. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Donner the Donner train tunnels are actual t uh, tunnels that used to shelter trains from all of the snow in Donner um, so that they could actually pass through. Get through the pass in the wintertime. And, and they still exist yeah. and you can walk through them. Um, and I don't know that it would bother me as much Um because some of the parts are broken down and you can kind of see the sunlight, but the parts where train tunnels intercept into the mountains, I don't know that I could do that unless I could see light on the other on side. The other side, yeah. If I couldn't see light on the other side, if it was that long, like 
I would not feel comfortable going in there. And so I think about all of the, the various things that someone who struggles with this phobia might encounter um, in, in the normal world. You know, you don't just, have to go swimming over a I giant. I just thought of something um, that I did that that uh, is super creepy. What? Um, I went in the channel between between <gasps> England and France. Underneath though, yeah. right? It's underneath the channel. Yeah, it's underneath. The English channel. It goes through, it goes across the English channel. Underneath. Fuck, how deep is that? I, I don't, I think it's, I don't know. I'm not sure. I should have oh done research. I should have looked into that and forgot about it. But, but if you, you forgot about it, it must not have. Well, at the time, I mean, it's, it's, it's super creepy, but you, it's big. It's a big, it's a big tunnel. Right. And, and you kind of, uh, I can't even remember if we drive through it. I think it moves you across yeah. it somehow. Um, but we were in a bus. Um, so we were in a big bus and then inside the channel and then we went from one side to the other. So yeah, but that, that's super creepy. That's a long ways. I don't remember how long it is, but I want to say it's like 17 miles or something like that. Yeah. I don't miles. like that. Yeah. It's a long ways. And you, you hit the nail on the head when you said that it's, it's really that kind of sensation that I can't get out of here, even if I really wanted to right now. Um, and that's terrifying. And in our research of this phobia, we learned a whole lot about the horrors and atrocities associated with mining disasters, with um, people who were trapped in caves um, after, you know, floods like the Thailand soccer team. Well, I've got a whole list of, of mining disasters that I want to, I want to kind of go through because it, it's, it's crazy how many there have been So and how, and how many deaths deadly. Of, and how deadly they are and how, and how like big, like huge amounts of, of body counts on these disasters, which is crazy. And so that was something that I, I didn't, I, knew that there was a lot of mining disasters, but I had no idea how, how crazy the body counts were right. on some of them. Um, but tell us a little bit more about the phobia. Like what's the, what's the, the kind of the, the, the driving factor in these phobias. So there's some speculation that the causes may of course be a, a little mixture of a few things. One thing being that our depth perception um, is an internal cue for survival and so having that um, ability to perceive depth kind of is a protective mechanism built into our brain, right? Um, studies from the visual cliff experiments, which I learned about um, early on, and it was one of the studies that really fascinated me with psychology um, and development, uh, is that they can take the toddlers and almost newborns, any anything that can crawl or kind of ambulate on its own. Um, and they will put them in this specialized ramp where part of the ramp is a glass floor. And underneath the glass floor is a picture of a great depth. And they will see what the babies do when they first approach this, this ledge basically. And it's, it's called a fake ledge. It's a there's fake ledge. There, it's just a they're going to, and they're going to step out onto the, to the, you know, plexiglass and everything's going to be fine. But uh, it's basically a test of, is the, that a bad thing to like teach a kid that they can walk out in the middle. So then the next time that they're on a cliff, it's a little, walk out. It's a little different than like their deaths. It's a little different than like, a bad idea. like baby Albert, right? Um, baby Albert, they conditioned baby Albert to be afraid of small fluffy things, right? This is a little different. This was testing the natural visual instinct in something that hadn't had, that didn't need to be taught, 
right? So something that became inherent. So are babies naturally afraid of ledges? Um, do they have the ability to have depth perception and to know that falling off of this is a, is bad. Is a bad idea? It's bad, bad to get now, close to this edge. Any of you that have had children know there's a period in babydom. 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 Where they don't have a fucking clue, right? They'll just and walk off and kind of tumble. And so there's this period. Well, there's a heights thing too, because we know they climb, like when they start climbing, they can climb up to the top of like right. jungle gyms and all kinds of stuff. You're, you're always having to like watch them all of a sudden you look up and they're at the top. And then there's know? something that happens and it doesn't necessarily have to have um, a, an event to make it happen or a negative experience. It's just something within the brain's development that all of a sudden understands this could hurt if right. I if I fell off of here. Um, and it's the same thing with this visual cliff experiment. There's a period in our development where they see a baby's hesitation to approach the cliff all of a sudden when before they weren't as hesitant or weren't as cautious. Um, so it's really interesting that that truly is a piece of our uh, survival development that has kind of held on um, over the generations. Um, Interesting. Right? I also... By the way, the channel is 31 miles long. Ugh. 31 miles. That's like the, the Atchafalaya Bridge. Ooh, Lots long. of people hated the bridge, but, but I didn't mind but that. So you go in these in these trains that are like high-speed trains. Sure. And they drive you into them, and they, so they move fast. So you're not... It doesn't take... But what as if long, you get stuck? I know. Oh, and it happened. And you it, just it, it has sit, happened before. And too. you just sit there and you're just staring at the walls and you know that there's hundreds of thousands of gallons of water just sitting above, above you. you. Oh, that's weird. You know, I like, like I don't like well, think that. Think about being trapped in a subway too. And it happens all the time. The trains, I mean, and it used to happen in Chicago when I lived there too. You would all of a sudden just get a, a thing on the radio that was, you know, we're going to have delay. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. you could never hear what they were saying, but you just started delay and you're like, fuck. I'm going to be late for work. Delay. You know, I just want to get home. <laughs> but you'd sit there sometimes for 20, 30 minutes, you know, not moving underneath, Ugh. you know, in, in or or sometimes longer, you know, if they had a train accident or something happened, you know, you can And you can't look at your phone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Because you're under, you know, cell phone coverage. So, I mean, that's, in a, that's that kind of stuff is really uh, scary. I don't like it. Right. Sorry, I didn't mean to get us off track. But no, it's okay. I I, it's 31 miles, not, not. Yeah. It's still awful. Um, and again, it's that evolutionarily advantageous fear of darkness, of heights, of, you know, kind of those things that make us vo very vulnerable. Right. Aquaphobia, which, which was our very first episode, which we lost. Oh, um, it's gone. Shucks. That yeah. one fucking sucked, y'all. I hated that episode. I hated that episode. Um, I hate like all the earlier. It would have been nice to still have No. Um, but it's chorophobic. <laughs> But it was, it was, it was definitely, um, this, this phobia relates to that one as well. We Absolutely. talked about, talked about, you know, claustrophobia and all those, but a cluophobia, aclophobia, it, it, it relates to that one as well. The fear of darkness. Right. Um, and in, this can, this fear just like others can develop through a trauma, um, paired with a genetic predisposition, predisposition towards anxiety, which, um, that's me in a nutshell, like, I have a predisposition towards anxiety and, you know, enclosed spaces. When we went to the tombs in Virginia City, you remember when we went to the tomb um, at the, was that the, May, not the, the Virginian? 
Um, and oh, we went, and to went that, underneath kind of in the, like their basement. Yeah. I did yeah, yeah, not yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I, I did not like that feeling of not being able to, to leave when I wanted. Um, I did not like the darkness because I don't know that folks who haven't been like in a mine shaft or, or in total darkness really know what it means to, to have be, an absence have of light. Yeah. Um, it's terrifying. Well, I was going to bring up Virginia City for the for another reason. There's 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 hundreds and the hundreds tunnels. of miles of of mines, mines underneath the city. So you know, it was one of the at one point it was the richest city in the world, right? Per capita, most most millionaires per capita in the entire world in the late 1800s because of the mining. There was so much mining going on. And Nevada, where we live, is is a huge mining state. You know, you go out towards Elko or, and even a lot of places around Reno, there, there are a lot of mines and, and that's just tunnels and tunnels and tunnels and these shafts that just go everywhere. Man, there's a lot of good, shafts. there's a lot of good sex words, tunnels tunnels and shafts, lots of great sex words in this episode. Depths. <laughs> um, I know. And as we go deeper into it, uh, we <laughs> keep uncovering more. We're never going to get through this episode. No, we're not. Um, we keep uncovering more and more, um, uh, interesting things about um, this fear, uh, especially interesting, I found, was that William Shatner of Star Trek fame is a bathophobic. Oh, really? He he is very afraid of of depths, and if he cannot see the bottom of something, no matter how you know deep it actually may be, you could tell him like it's ten feet deep. But if he cannot see the bottom, it is very uncomfortable. Um, I don't get this feeling in. Like Tahoe, which is interesting to me. It doesn't scare me how deep it is. Um, yeah, like Tahoe is one of the deepest lakes. I think Crater Lake might be the deepest in the country, but I think Tahoe is like right up there. It's one of the top right. couple. So and I'm it goes down to what, like 2,000, like 2,500 feet? Or all I remember. They don't, know, they don't even know how deep it is yeah. in some spots. All I remember was if you drained like Tahoe, you could uh, cover California, the entire state in two inches of water. I learned that on like, when I was like 10, when I first visited Tahoe. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's super deep. But, it's so deep that, that, that there's, there's, they, I, I think there are definitely parts that they don't even know how deep it is. Right. And they, there's a stratus there somewhere where dead gravity no stop. longer works. Yeah. Dead bodies will stop and float at, at a certain like where they, can, they won't go down any further. <laughs> so what I'm circling around to say is, is Nevada is probably not somewhere where a bathophobic would feel super comfortable knowing there's so many tunnels. Right. There's mountain valleys Canyons, everywhere. Valleys, caves. Yeah. There's caves. Um, trenches. There's a big military presence. There's a military base out um, in the, in the desert, obviously. The hotline, yeah. um, and so there's a lot of opportunity here to run into kind of those endless voids, um, in, in Nevada. Well, and you look at all the things, uh, you know, there, there are those, those weird holes in the ocean. Right? Oh my those God. Like the big that, blue one big that, blue just ones, that just never ends. Yeah. Just big old gnarly cave under the water. That's, that's, you know, and they've got, and you think about places like the Grand Canyon or, or places like those are all things that bathophobics would be not a big fan of. Like they would probably steer away. I don't think that they would join the U.S. Spaleological Society either. Spaleological? Mm -hmm. What is that? That's that's the spelunking society. Oh, that's the, the spaleological spaleological society, or otherwise called as caving clubs. Um, there are four thousand. They call caves grottos. Grottos. For, 45,000. Like Hefner's grotto? Gr exactly. Grotto? Grottos in the U.S. Um, and so. You know, you know Hefner uh, explored some deep caves in his grotto. Yeah, too. you know he did. 
Yeah. <laughs> he found the widest gaps. Um, Maybe not the widest. <laughs> but bathophobics um, would he recycled. Seek- he brought in, you know, two girls all the time. <laughs> God, I like how you're justifying fucking Hugh Hefner and his gaping holes over here. And his grottos. Um, he was just a spelunker. Yeah, professional. Uh, <laughs> so bathophobics would really seek to avoid um, anything that would resemble a depth um, in order to re- relieve or alleviate the anxiety that they fear. Um, so they would greatly limit places that they would go. They wouldn't go into like back rooms where there would be like a darkness at the end, you know, if places like that. If a grocery store's lights turned off, not seeing the back of it would be terrifying. Um, so it would be really paralyzing to have this. And and I have a, like a little taste of it and I don't like it. Um, so I'm my heart goes out to people who struggle with this fear. Um also, too, we see another kind of thread that runs through this fear is the endlessly falling dreams. Have you ever had that? Oh, yeah. So endless, sure. endlessly falling dreams have the same kind of concept, this blackness, this darkness, this kind of end that we never hit, even though we like expect it. And then after a while, it's like we like lose ourselves in it, um, which I find really interesting because both of the movies that we watched indicated in it that part of cave diving and all of that, I almost call it muff diving. (laughs) 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 Um, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Cave diving. (laughs) It's so dirty. This episode is so dirty. I can't stop. Um, <laughs> cave diving. Um, She's a professional, folks. I am not. Um, Sorry, where were you going with that? You're a little red now, all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, so here's. So when I was when I was a kid, uh, we're, how we're not going to finish this. We're not going to finish that thought because it just it just went away. I can't anymore. Um, I'm laughing too. Hard. When I was a kid, about I think I was about probably 14 years old. I went down to visit my aunt and uncle in Pensacola. No, they were in Panama City, and we went to we drove to a i guess a springs kind of a hot springs or whatever um kind of place that was it was it was basically the the mouth of a river um that went all the way to the ocean and in florida and it was where they filmed creature from the black lagoon oh yeah you um, told me about which this. was really cool um at the time i don't like, appreciate it as much as i would now um, but i remember the big lagoon area, the big area where they, it, was, it was crystal clear, the water was just beautiful. But if you go back towards the mouth of it, it goes down into a big cave system. And I read, I remember reading a bunch about it, and you could, you, they did not know how far back it went. They would dive, divers would go back and back and back and back and back and still never found the end of it. So these caves would just go and go and go and go. And I remember thinking, how terrifying no. just diving that would be. You know, like divers, people who are big scuba divers and stuff who do that kind of stuff, cave diving, you know, underwater. To me, that like combines so many fears. Oh, like, so many. Like just going through caves above, Generally. above ground is is kind of freaky, but doing it underwater as well. No. Well, and to circle so. to circle back around, that adds to the disorientation. Um, and the we talked about a couple of episodes. The brain, when the brain is in an absence of some sort of a stimulus, a novel stimulus, it creates one. Um, and so we start to hallucinate. 
um, and we start to become delusional and we start to see things. Right. And, and then we're talking, you know, low oxygen levels because caves do go very far back. And just like the, the um, soccer team that got trapped, their cave issue was that they were um, 1.9 miles back into the cave and there had been a, a monsoon rainstorm that had come in unexpectedly and it was very out of season and had flooded three chambers. So it had cut off any oxygen from getting into where they were and they were running out of oxygen and running out of time. Um, and their rescue efforts were fascinating. And, and you talk about cave diving and how difficult that would be and how many fears that combines. Well, in order to get these guys out, they had to cave dive because it was flooded in these chambers, um, with 13 people who had never cave dove before. Have have never, yeah. Right. Never scuba dive. So how are you, and this is, this is like level 10. Um, and one of the people that happened to be one of the professional, um, like experts that came in for this rescue mission. Um, he happened to be an anesthesiologist. And so he was one of the ones who went in, um, during the rescue effort once they found out that they were in there and that they were alive and actually dosed the children with Xanax and ketamine to the point where, to the point where they would not pass out, but be so calm that they would not panic. And thus also when they, when they did that, they put their hands behind their backs and they taped their arms so that they couldn't thrash. And then they put them on these like really bendy like boards and basically the scuba dive. And then they put a big full face mask around them so that they could have oxygen. Um, and then the scuba divers two at a time pulled one at a time out and just dove them under and just and dove them under dove and them. navigated them through these very narrow tunnels, some only two feet wide. Wow. Um, while they're dosed up on ketamine because ketamine um, kept them calm without suppressing their blood pressure or their breathing. Uh, But it also had the effect of um, memory dissolution. So they didn't recall going through that experience, which also kept them calm enough to be able to have oxygen that lasted enough time to get them out um, and also to, to not panic. During so something that was so de- the the anesthesiologist rescuer gave them a zero percent chance. That's so and so, so crazy. all thirteen and all lived. It it's amazing, and and you know, like I, as we were going through this, we start, started talking about like disasters and things that happened with. You know, I remembered being a kid and, and the baby Jessica thing where she fell down yeah. the well, it was an eight inch well, you know, in in Midland, Texas, and she fell down and and it took them. <laughs> 56 hours to get her out and it was all over the news. It was such a big story um, when they finally rescued her, you know. Um, But then I started looking into like mining accidents and working in a mine is like on the list of my top things that I would never want to do. Oh my gosh, yeah. It just sounds... And that's a t- so freaky. And that's a top profession here in Nevada. Is. There's, There's tons a lot of mines, of mines a lot of around mines us. Out in, out in, especially out in, the El- in Elko, out towards the eastern, uh, eastern part of the state. Um, it's a mining town. I mean, they have a huge mining convention there. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. And a lot of people I've met and known a lot of people who've worked uh, in, in the mines I out there. I could not do it. Which is crazy. But I was looking at mining accidents and like one of the uh, whales has had a couple of major ones where in 1913, uh, there was an explosion that killed 439 miners. <sighs> um, worst mining accident that's ever happened in the UK. Um, just in 2010, there was one in West Virginia uh, 
that killed another place where there's been tons of mining accidents. I tell you about, talk about a haunted state. West Virginia has got to be really loaded. Lots of disasters. There's been so many disasters like that there. Um, But 29 out of 31 miners were killed. Coal dust explosion. Um, Worst mining disaster in the U S since 1970. Um, There was also one in 2006 that killed 13 miners in West Virginia. Um, But India, there was one that killed, Let's see, back in, I don't even have a date for this one, but 380 miners. Oh, my gosh. Seven million gallons of water per minute flooded into <gasps> the cave. The oh, cave, my God. They the roof, drowned. The roof caved in. Um, uh, in That's South- what could have happened in, in that church tunnel. Oh, yeah. I know, right? Oh. Uh, South Africa, there was one in 1960 that 900 pillars caved in. Um, and this was 600 feet below ground. Some of these were, some of these were as deep as... as like the Chilean mine disaster, which we know a lot of happened yeah. not too long ago, um, was 2,333 feet below the ground. Oh, that's insane. It's insane. But the one in, 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 um, in South Africa killed 435 people. Oh my god! Crushed gosh. to death and others were suffocated by methane gas. Oh, like big body counts, man. Pretty and, gnarly. Yeah. They, like this is a heavy hitting fear, but that Chilean mine disaster, I think a lot of us followed that, you know, kind of, there was a, I think there was a billion, How long pe- there was ago a billion was that? people that watched it on TV. The How long ago was that? I want to say it was 2000. Gosh, I forgot to write down the date, but it was just in the last 10 years. Cause the Thai soccer team was a, a year ago in June. Oh really? Was that recent? A year ago. I thought it was, still, in it was June. a couple years ago. That's crazy. I think the Chilean one was, I want to say it was like 2011 or 12 or 13. I don't know. It was in the next, last 10 years, but 33 men were trapped 2,300 feet below the ground and three miles from the entrance to the mine, and they were drilling down and drilling down and drilling down, trying to find these guys. Seventeen days after the accident, they pulled up. They were they were boring holes. Hashtag boring holes. Hashtag boring holes. People, this is a great boring holes episode. Oh, this is hashtag a- your boring holes and uh, post them for us. Um, but they attached a note to the bottom of the drill, and they the. The, the, the miners that were down underground and said all the 33 people, of us are, are fine in the shelter. That's what it said. But basically like that, they were, they were pulling the drill up cause they were giving up. Right. Well, no, they they, were, no, it was, they were, they were still trying. Okay. They just, they were pulling, they were just trying to drill down and find, you know, find them. And uh, they were rescued 69 days later. That was 69 days after they were, they were trapped down there for the whole time. 69 days. And finally brought them up one at a time. And like a, a in a tube, thing. which no, Again, like terrifying, but do you know, um, how they got them up? Like, did they, they built a special capsule thing that they, that they No, like, like how did they keep their emotions calm? So, so they, so they all credited. So they all 33 of these miners credited their faith in God and wow. their, their, because there was a, one of the miners was a preacher, was a pastor as well as a miner and him and the older, a couple of the older men that were, that were miners that had been, you know, doing this for a long time. Uh, they, they basically just kept them going, kept everybody going, praying, writing things, you know, down there, they wrote things on the walls. They, they created like little mini, you know, altars and things like oh, that to kind of pray. And- the Thai soccer team created the altars too. They just went back into the caves for the first time since then and, and saw, and saw they their the altars and everything. So That's crazy. fascinating because the, the treatment for this is actually mindfulness based stress reduction. So, those things focusing, focusing on other things and being able to 
Right. Kind of sit outside of the the uncomfortable feelings of yourself um, and manage them appropriately and effectively. So That's crazy. Such a testament to the human spirit. Well, let's uh this is a ripe for 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 not just sexual innuendo, but also uh fears in horror movies. Yeah. Um lots of boring holes. There's lots of boring holes in this episode, and there are lots of boring holes coming up in our in our movies. Um we're gonna start out with with a movie that I had never heard of until I started researching this movie. And I actually really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, it's on Netflix and it's going to be our honorable mention for today. And that is uh, 2014's. Is that what it was? 2014? 2014's As Above, So Below. My name is Scarlett Marlowe, and I'm a student in urban archaeology. 370 feet beneath this point is a hidden chamber that might contain a critical missing piece of our history. How are we supposed to get down there? Catacombs. There are 200 miles of tunnels right underneath our feet. They're holding the remains of six million corpses. Stop. This is the empire of the dead. These are human bones. We go through here. Let's do it. Keep it slow and steady, yeah? I think I'm stuck. Just breathe with me, please. It's okay. What was that? I think I am. What the hell do we do now, huh? We can't go back. We should just keep moving. Tell me we didn't just go in a circle. It's exactly the same. No, everything's upside down. <laughs> what happened to the entrance? Wait, there's something here. Oh my god. What the hell is this? When I was a kid, we had a piano that looked exactly like this. I used to play it all the time. The A4 key was messed up. Can you read that? According to mythology, that's the inscription over the gates of hell. And they should be made to crawl on their bellies into the kingdom of darkness. Did you hear that? Is somebody there? So 2014's As Above, So Below on Netflix right now. You can watch it. Um, really, really, really enjoyed this movie. I mean, I thought there were some things. It, it definitely could have been could have been a little tighter. And there was a, there was some plot holes and things like that. But the the story there was plot holes. There was plot holes. There was a lot of holes Damn in the story. 
Can we stop for one second? Okay, I'll try. Jeez. I'll be good. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, it was directed by John Eric Dowd, who, who also did uh, the Poughkeepsie tapes, um, which I just watched for the first time a few weeks ago. And it was really good. Not quite as crazy. And um, I had always heard. Are you it just desensitized? Super, super Maybe I'm just desensitized, but I didn't think it was that bad. Um, I actually thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, and then he also did Devil, uh, which is an M. Night Shyamalan movie. And I have not seen that one, but I did just buy it recently. So I have it. I own it. I just haven't watched it yet. Um, but I really enjoyed this. I thought, I thought it was like, it was like Goonies for adults, um, which, you know, it's like if Goonies and national treasure had like a hell baby, um, (laughs) had a hell, had a hell boy baby, had a hell baby. Yeah. That's what, that's what this movie was like. It's like an adult Goonies, you know, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, but let me give a quick synopsis. Uh, archaeologist Scarlett Marlowe has devoted her whole life to finding one of history's greatest treasures, Flamel's Philosopher's Stone. According to legend, the artifact can grant eternal life and turn any metal into gold. When she learns that the stone is hidden underground in the catacombs of Paris, she assembles a crew to guide and document her historic mission. As they begin their descent, the team members have no way of knowing that they are entering their own personal hell which the entire movie was shot in the catacombs. I mean, there's parts where they're up in, you know, up above ground or whatever, but they were actually filming in the catacombs, which, which the, is way creepier. The French authorities actually gave them, I think it was the first, they, somebody said, I think I saw somewhere that it was the first film with that permission. The French authorities, 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 uh, authorities allowed to be filmed in the catacombs, which is super cool. That's insane. Um, that makes it were, so much scarier. There were very little use of props. they, the actors had to use uh, the environment that was around them. Um, really difficult for the cast uh, to, because there was no electricity, you know, for the crew and the cast and everything, no electricity, no cell phones. Um, you know, these are centuries, you know, centuries old tunnels. Um, and if you're not familiar with the catacombs, it's like, it's like a tomb for like 6 million people. Tell us the origin real quick of the catacombs. Well, basically uh, they were having trouble disposing of bodies in Paris and it was getting smelly. It was getting smelly. And it's just, there was, you know, all the cemeteries were overrun and, and things like that. And so they decided to build these basically giant underground tombs and mass graves. And they are just, I mean, and they are, they're just bones and skeletons. And, you know, I've been, I've been to Paris twice and I've never been to, uh, I've never been to the catacombs, Ugh. which I, I, I'd only spent a brief amount of time. You make times, me but, sick. But next time that is on the top of the list. Cause I don't know how I, I, for whatever reason, didn't make it there. Oh, you make um, me sick. Between Why? the Louvre and Notre Dame and all that, you shit. were too busy on your moped listening to Coldplay. That was in that was in Rome. <laughs> so much better. It was in me, Rome. Me, that me. wasn't in Paris. Oh, pip pip de didlio. And I didn't just listen to Coldplay. <laughs> Good music too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this, this movie, so they, so basically, and I, I loved, I loved the premise of this because I'm a big history guy and I love like, it was fun. And I love that it kind of gave a little bit of like that, like hidden treasure mystery, a little bit of, she was way too obsessive and definitely trying to process the grief of her father. <laughs> she's an arch So she's an archeologist. Her dad was, was, was going for this flamel's philosopher's stone. And I keep wanting to say sorcerer's stone because of it's the same thing. So right. in in, in Harry, Harry Potter, Potter, they talk about, you know, Nicholas flamel's uh, sorcerer's stone or philosopher's stone, depending on if you're in the UK or in the U S right. The UK they version was called the philosopher's th- stone. The, for some reason, apparently they didn't think the U S market would 
like philosophers. They do still. that all the time. With we're not smart movies. enough. We're not smart enough to talk about philosophy. I don't know. Um, but you know, and and Flamel was this famous alchemist, and alchemists were always trying to find these secret elements that would be able to transfer things into gold or to be able to solve uh, or heal heal any or... illnesses, right, or or any sicknesses or or things like leprosy or whatever. Um, so, you know, he had this supposedly had this stone that was able to grant, you know, it had these magical powers basically. And so Scarlet is the main character and her father had been searching for this thing. And so now she's taken it upon herself to, to go on these adventures, trying to find this, this magical stone. Right. So basically, you know, without try without really diving into the whole movie, they, they go into the catacombs uh, and she starts following this kind of map and trail that she's on. Um, but it's all an allegory for basically Dante's Inferno. They start going through each layer of, of the, the of layers hell. of hell, right? The circles of hell, uh, the nine, nine layers or nine circles um, of Dante's Inferno. And they do uh, in the movie kind of show them going down this one tunnel several times. And I didn't realize that until that, that was, right. that repeating. was it. Some things keep repeating. Right. Yeah. Uh, that was it. Um, until you told me that this was the allegory. Yeah. So she ends up going down with, with, with a friend of hers who she had done some adventure stuff with um, who kind of a boyfriend ish guy. Clockmaker dude. Um, clockmaker dude named George. And then he did not want to go. They, this guy, Benji, is a documentarian who's kind of following them on this journey. And then they met, meet this guy, Pap Papillon, who's, Papillon, who's kind of their cave guide, who him and his girlfriend. Someone was like, down. you should go find Papillon. Go find Papillon. And then they went and they found him. You know, we found out later that that was the guy who she encountered. The guy that was in the guy that told her to go find Papillon mm -hmm. was, was the one in the cave, was the one in the in the, in the catacomb. Uh, no, the one in the burning car. Oh, that Papillon. Oh, oh, no. He was already dead. So that was who told her to go find Papillon was the already dead guy. In the car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they had another guy, Zed, that was with them. And then down in the cave, they interacted Zed's with this dude dead, named, named Latope. I know I kept, kept wanting, I kept wanting Zed to die so I could say it, but he didn't die. He so, okay. Die. So the, the, the Latope guy, um, that, that threw me off entirely because this guy was supposedly a friend of Papillon's that had gone down into the catacombs into this one area that, you know, was, it was a bad area. Like people didn't go there basically is what they said. Um, and he had gone there and not returned for two years and they're walking he in the catacombs. Alive. He was a, he was dead. I know, obviously, but they acted like not. He fucking chilled out with them for like three minutes. Yeah, some no of the one asked. No one. <laughs> the best. No one fucking but you know, asked. But if you look at this in terms of of the. Hey, bro, have you eaten? Have you slept? Are you natural? No. No, I think at that point Makes they're, no ar sense. they're already starting to experience weird stuff as they go through. And I think if you look at it as the allegory that it is, it's this. It's this kind of this kind of mimicking of Dante's Inferno, they were being led in Dante's Inferno by Virgil, who was the famous Roman poet. And I think Latope in this was kind of that the, character that was kind of leading them through the, you know, and kept telling them that they had to go lower and lower, um, lower wanted, in the catacombs to, if they ever wanted to find their way out, they had to go lower. They had to keep going lower. And, and in Dante's Inferno, once Dante enters hell, he's unable to leave the same way he came, which is exactly what happens with these guys. He must, continue downward 
in order through to- hell, uh, where the only exit is is at the very bottom of hell, which is exactly what happens to this group. Yep. Right. They have to keep going lower, keep entering each layer, and each layer gets you know more and more guided by this dude who's been lost for two years. And I'm sitting there thinking the whole time, did your mothers teach you nothing? Do you remember nothing? Like you did. No, even if it's a friendly stranger or, or a former friend. He fr- was a friend. No, he was not a friend. <laughs> he was not a friend. Well, interestingly enough, and they so, acted so, at one point, so, so, so he did take them down and show them where they were supposed to go. And then and then at one point they get down towards the end of the movie and, and he uh, he's shows up again kind of suddenly. And, and no one questions him. And Susie, him. the girl, no one. the girl kind of goes, Drives like, me crazy. she's like trying to help him kind of and like, you know, are you okay, Latrope? You know, like, can I? No, I'm not okay. Blah, blah. I'm dead. I've been here for two years. So, he's, so she goes close to him and you know something bad's going to happen. And she grabs him and just starts, and she, and she, he grabs her and just beats her head, beats her to death against the ground, you know. But what's interesting is that that's about the seventh ring, Right. And right. the seventh ring is violence. Oh, so a lot of these rings that they go down, a lot of the levels Wasn't that they the go one down. Where the, no, that was the other one. I'm sorry. So in in Dante's Inferno, you have you have limbo, lust. The, the rings go like this. First ring was limbo, then lust, then gluttony, then greed or avarice, uh, wrath or anger, heresy, violence, fraud, and treachery. So those are the rings. And 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 this this movie, I don't know. I can't. I couldn't quite figure out if it corresponded perfectly to each one. Like if there was a little marker for each one of these rings be interesting to go back and watch down, but definitely a few of them definitely did right um which i think is really interesting what a great concept for a movie like it's insane. I, I loved it and as far as the cave stuff goes like the fact that they actually they actually filmed this in the catacombs is really amazing because and it's a found footage type movie right it's a found footage movie we've got like a documentarian and then we, they've got like cameras on their helmets um as they're going through so it's definitely got that found footage feel to it. Um, well, it was a found footage. I guess it's not just found footage feel, but, but you know, I thought the, the, the concept was a really interesting one and really fun. Um, it's like if you made national treasure, a horror movie, you know, um, which I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it a lot. I did too. I would have liked to have seen it done a little bit. I mean, it could have been done better. Absolutely. Um, and scary wise, like it, it built, I watched it for the first time. You had fallen asleep and I watched it at like 11 o'clock and, and watched the whole thing in bed in a pitch dark room. And it was actually pretty, um, terrifying, pretty scary. I, I was, I was very like chills and freaked out about it. But I think the second time I watched it, I was like, yeah, it's all, it's, it's scary, but not, you know, not crazy. No. And I think knowing that it's, filmed entirely in the catacombs is makes it more intense and more interesting. Um, I, I found myself questioning, like, is there anything that I care to see enough to dodge linebacker foreign police (laughs) and crawl through thousand year old bone piles on my phone arms Past a scene straight out of hereditary with some people like doing some satanic weird That's ritual right. shit. Weird ritual shit going on down there, which again, that was all that was probably in either limbo oh. or lust, the first two rings somewhere in there, because they were all naked and they were like having some sort of cult thing going probably on. Probably lust, I would Very say. Strange. But and then getting stuck inside like that. It collapses. Can I, anyone else, can I get a hell no? Please. <laughs> I cannot think of one thing. Well, it collapses thing. behind them too, so they can't get out. So right. now, they, now they're trapped. They keep having to go have them go lower because they keep not being able to go 
And they keep they having to go back. And they keep having to go into the area that the other guy was like, no, I refuse to go there. No, I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. That place is bad, you know, and they have to go in there because that's the only way. Well, and we find in the, in the, in the very end, right towards the end, they, they, they find, they get all the way down in the catacombs. They keep going lower and lower and lower and they're losing members of their team as they go. Yeah. And in the end, we've got Papillon. We're down basically at the ninth, kind of the ninth layer of, of hell. Um, and he dies, he sees a burning car, right? Which is symbolic of something that he had done to a friend, hadn't rescued him or, or was being punished for, for something. Um, and this car kind of sucks him in and he gets burned and he gets sucked down into the ground. And then it leaves his legs sticking, sticking up, out, sticking up out of the ground, which is exactly how Virgil describes uh, in the eighth circle of hell. Virgil states out of the mouth of each one. This is in, in Dante's Inferno. Out of the mouth of each one, there protruded the feet of the transgressor and the legs up to the calf. The rest within remained. Oh my God. So it's, it's, I love that they, they pulled little things like that out of Dante's Inferno. I thought that was horrible. Really just cool. watching like this person's feet just flailing. Oh, it's really cool. No. Really cool. Um, and Dante, so I love that. I love, I love that up. they had those little things that they, they mixed in a lot of kind of symbolic things from Dante and, and I just, I thought that it was also cool. got a little national treasure at the end too, where they, they like almost find it. And then the girl like has to figure out a puzzle where you remove a rock. And if not, everything else caves in on you. And somehow she knows that it's a pterodactyl hinge or something like that. There is a, a lot of plot holes there felt very national treasury there at the end. <laughs> like I would, I wish they would have just kind of fucked that part off and then just gotten the hell out of there. I kind of would have admired well, that a bit more. And, and again, in Dante, in Dante too, like you have, you have this, this, it's an allegory of the sinner, right? Going right. through this thing. And, and the only way the sinner can escape from hell is ultimately admitting their sins and truly atoning for their sins. Right. So what happens in the end? We see this yeah. big, we see this yeah. big giant hole, right? There's three of them left. It's, it's Scarlet and George and Zed. Right. And Scarlet goes, we have to jump into this hole. We have to admit to ourselves what it is that we've done, right? What is it that what we're most we have afraid to of? Rectification, right? She talks about rectification. We have rectification. to rectification. <laughs> Sorry, it'd been a while. We have to do rectification and jump in the dark hole. Um, the gaping hole. The big gaping hole. So they had to they had to admit and, and confess these sins that they had committed. Well, and confront and their then, fears, and then, and then take the step that leap of faith at the end, right? To jump into this this hole they didn't even know where it was going to because they couldn't see to survive. And when they get to the bottom, they see another hole in the ground that's like a manhole, and they 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 push it. They push it and down and over, and it, and then they come up right side up, right? So they've basically been upside in the upside down kind of world, and then they go right side up. Um, which is all very much like how Dante and Dante's Inferno ended as well. So I like that. I thought it was really cool. Cool concept. Made me super uncomfortable. Very claustrophobic. If you have bathophobia, you do not want to watch yeah, this. this. It made me uncomfortable. the catacombs with all the, 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 the bones. bones and the skulls and <sighs> you know, all of that stuff was all real. Um, really a cool movie. Check it out on Netflix. Yeah. Worth a watch. Definitely worth a watch. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I think the, uh, you know, Ben Feldman, who was who played George, um, was on Mad Men. And apparently he was very claustrophobic. And I'm with you, Ben. They had to take they had to take like big breaks in between scenes and so stuff. So you could go above, to, yeah. For him to like hyperventilate and <laughs> and have a panic attack yeah. because it's so disorienting down there. Yeah. And oh, it's it's awful. I'm sure that they all experienced that 
that panic and those moments of um, intense kind of survival fear. Yep. So that was as above, so below, um, which that title is obviously, uh, that's that was something that was said in, uh, it was something that was used in a lot of religious terminology. It was a lot of religious history and a lot of occult history. Um, but it also was based off of uh, uh, the Lord's Prayer, um, uh, you know, where where it's it's uh, uh, on earth as it is in heaven. Sorry, I couldn't think of it. Um, you know, that's said in the yeah, Lord's Prayer. Yeah, give us this day our daily bread. So, yeah. yeah. So that was where the the, the title And came forgive from. us our trespassing. That's right. And forgive tr- those who trespassed against us. Mm. Which is a great way to end that. Because right? that's exactly how that ended, kind of. It was. Yeah. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's right. So as above, so below. Good movie. Make you freaked out about climbing into tunnels. Yeah into dark caves. Kind of makes like me want to go visit the catacombs on the outside. For sure. I would like to go check it out though. You would totally go to it. I would go not. Yeah, I'd go would. for like a little. You would love it. No. Um, I'm good. All right. But now we're going to dive into a, a hell of a cave movie. This fucking movie made me so uncomfortable. And yeah. I told you that like it's a popular five one. minutes this in. This movie, this movie has gotten a lot of, a lot of accolades and, and rightly so. It's a, it's a really cool movie. Um, so let's take a, Deep dive into 2005's The Descent. Roll the trailer. And now our feature presentation. Okay, give me a smile. Gino, are you sure we're going the right way? I've never been lost in my life. There's only one way out of this chamber, and that's down the pipe. I'm stuck! I can't breathe! Okay, Sarah, you have to calm down. I'm coming, I'm coming back! Okay? Okay. Okay, move! Now! Now! Not good, guys. Can we get out of here? Which way? I don't know. Sarah, but she saw someone back So there. what? I don't think I saw someone. I saw someone. No. You heard something and you saw what you wanted to see. It's the dark. It plays tricks on people. The Descent. Um, I want to give some. Let me give some of the taglines for this movie. Uh-huh. This had a, this had a number of taglines. Ooh, give um, it to me. The scariest movie in Earth. Oh, uh, afraid of the dark. 
you will be July 20, <laughs> July 2005. Waka waka. When you're trapped two miles underground, there are many ways to lose your mind. Claustrophobia, disorientation, hallucination, fear. Scream your last breath. Face your deepest fear. <laughs> Afraid of the dark? You will be. Do you think they had a hard time coming up with taglines because of the sexual innuendo? <laughs> the, the deepest hole on earth. <laughs> like that's what your mom. <laughs> descend Sorry, into said, your deepest fear. You said we were going to avoid saying your mom. Yeah, you, yeah, you were like, it gets old. No, it doesn't. It never gets old. Your mom gets old. That's who gets old. Oh, damn. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, all female cast, which is really cool. There was only one dude in the beginning, uh, Paul, who was the the husband. Um, the douchey husband who was... Yeah, who was, well... Meandering around. Yeah, yeah. Um, With sorry, his I'm going to look up. I didn't, I, didn't, uh, I didn't write down the synopsis, so let me let me read this real quick. Uh, synopsis, a year after a severe emotional trauma, Sarah goes to North Carolina to spend some time exploring caves with her friends. After descending underground, the women find strange cave paintings and evidence of an earlier expedition, then learn they are not alone. Underground predators inhabit the crevices and they have a taste for <laughs> Why'd human you smile? flesh. <laughs> you, he smiled, you guys. Just I'm calling I him crevices? out. You smiled as you said the word. I smiled because I knew you were going to start laughing. Because you smiled. Crevices. <laughs> Deep, dark crevices. Uh, so I like I like this movie because, uh, first off, it kind of has a little bit of that feeling of she is descending into her own, the madness of her own grief. The grief around losing, Absolutely. losing her relationship and losing her child in a horrible yeah, well, the beginning, pipe accident. The, begin <laughs> the beginning is the... The girls are traversing a these pipe her, her and her friends and oh my gosh, <laughs> just never ends. The girls are traversing these rapids. Um, and because they have extreme friendship. Yeah. They have an extreme friendship. Extreme friendship. Extreme friends. Woo. So we kept saying during the movie, extreme friends. these are extreme friends. I'm like, if the, if anybody wants to be these my girls friend, are snapping into a slim gym yeah, all man. together and, and pounding some dew. Oh, do you remember the, uh, the power thirst videos? Yeah. That's these girls drank power thirst and they lifted a thousand babies. Yep. Like that's what they did on their mm -hmm. girl trips. So they were, uh, so they traverse these rapids. They're, they're, you know, in the beginning and oh, woo, and they all made it down the rapids and, and Sarah and her husband and daughter were on the, the bank and they go, uh, you know, they all pack up and they go home. They starting to go home and Sarah and her husband, Paul are chatting in the car and he just all of a sudden not paying attention and veers off and hits a truck and some pipes. And, and suddenly we're watching final destination. Yeah, it's very final destination. <gasps> Pipe goes through husband's head, goes through baby's head in the back, you know, toddler's head in the back seat. Um, Just awful. And then we wake up and Sarah's in the hospital and she's realizing coming to realize with one of her friends that, she's lost her husband and her and her daughter. It's so going to be a very dark time. She is filled with grief. You know, she is very emotional, freaking out. Um, and then next scene, some time has passed. We're in the Appalachian mountains. I think it's a year. We're in the Appalachian mountains. We go from, from, I'm guessing they were over in, in England or Europe or something. And now they're over in, in uh, the Appalachian mountains in the U S 
and they're on a they're on a now they're on a trip getting all their girls kind of led by all who? their extreme, what was her name? all the extreme friends get together extreme friendship um and they're gonna go caving they're gonna go spelunking they're gonna go do some cave also some cave diving some cave diving some cave diving which the homegirl that set this whole thing up was kind of sketchy from the beginning because when the death happened, she kind of ran off and you could tell something, something was up. Well, before, even before they, they left their, 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 uh, rafting deal, we saw a look between Juno is, is her name. Juno. And, yeah. And Paul, who was the husband. So yeah. kind of got a feeling right away that the, you know, it wasn't a real secret that she was banging Paul. You could yeah. tell that there was, something they were banging little twinkle there and, and 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 in the conversation in the car paul and sarah were starting to, she was asking why he was so distant and you know so there were some things they were starting to talk about that and she was starting maybe, to connect the dots or connect the dots and then this happened the the, the deaths happened um and so yeah. the extreme friends all get together and they're like we're gonna go um dive in these caves and one of the not dive we're gonna go walk in these caves basically well they're gonna climb do their and climb and do all the crazy stuff extreme friendship things yeah. inside of of this cave that was supposedly a very well explored and like intermediate cave system right right juno had told them that this was like a certain cave system and juno's and, a and fucking holly, liar and a cheater holly who is like the extremist of the extreme friends uh, was really pissed about this because she was like, it's going to be so fucking boring. It, like, this is like a tourist trap. Like, we we need, you know, this, She's like, this I is know lame. this. So they go and they find the cave. They dive down. They get down there. And then pretty quickly realize this was not the cave that Juno had said they were going to. Right. They decided to go to a cave system that nobody had ever explored. And Juno kind of tricked that them all That was off going. the map. That was off the map. Nobody would know they're there. And apparently if you're, if you're going into a cave system, you have to register your, or not have to, but it's advised that you register your team or whoever's going with you with like the forestry department. So that that way, if you go missing, they kind of know, right. which, know, cave they, they know which cave system. So to they, explore. yeah, you register yourself. She didn't do and so that. They registered the friend registered them with the cave that Juno you know, told them they were going to be yeah. at, not with the one that was off the map. So no one's so going to no be one looking for there. their bodies. Uh, do you remember what you called, what you, what you thought uh, cave explorers were called um, during the episode? You said, what are cave explorers called again? Boogers? <laughs> Boogers. <laughs> it, was like, remember, it was like spelunkers. I remember it was like, a, oh, well, boogers. So okay. So they're cave boogers. Do you want, they are cave boogers. They're exploring these caves. Do you want to know why that went through my head? Why did that go through your head? Because <laughs> they're, gonna call cave, they're gonna be cave boogers forever from now on, by the way. This ties back around to you, so that's fine. So this is where I got that from because the day that you got pulled over or we're gonna bring up that story? in Tahoe. I got pulled over by okay. Well, I don't think we've ever told the story. Nope, we? not on the podcast. So let oh, me tell man. it. So we're up in in Lake Tahoe and we're cruising around the lake and I think the speed limit's like 35 and and Drew's maybe going 40. Um goes around a corner uh picking his nose and doesn't notice a cop. Um Well no. Well, before I even before I even passed the cop. That's I was, right. I was digging deep. Yeah, I mean, you were cave, cave diving. I was cave booger. And I remember I said, "Well, you were like fucking spelunkering or something like that." And then I couldn't remember the word. Um, which is how I got boogering. Oh. Um, and so, but anyways, so he, you picked out, you picked out this like massive, like finger hiding booger. And he was like, quick, get me something. It was, it was a thing of beauty. It was, it was horrible. One of the largest boogers I've ever picked out of my nose massive. to this date. I mean, it felt like I had 
I had just <sighs> discovered some sort yeah, of you, like, that was, missing you, thing. I think it was a polyp that had like lodged <laughs> loose and you had like dug it. I don't know, but you it were, was massive. It was your first. Anyways, I had it on my finger and I was like, I was like, you gotta get me something. Find you something. Me a, a, so I'm looking around. There's no napkin. I gotta get rid of this booger. I found a receipt, but as I find a receipt, we hear, boo, boop, boop. Yeah, so we get pulled over. (laughs) (laughs) And the cop comes to the car. And he goes, and he goes, and he goes, he goes, you know, do you know how fast you're going? And I was like, uh, no, I'd be honest. I think I was actually going like 36. I think the speed limit's 30. I'm pretty sure I was going like on the speed limit. And uh, and he's like, Well, did you even see me? So he was pissed off that I didn't slow down when I saw him. Yeah, he said, because you didn't slow down. He even said that. He's like, Well, you didn't slow down. And I was like, Well, I think I was going the speed limit, so I didn't know that it mattered. But um, and then he looked over at Chris and said, and said, Well, did you notice me? Did you see me? And I said, No, sir. Honestly, I was trying to find a place to put a booger. (laughs) And he literally like looked like oddly at both of us us, and and then then just said have a nice day be more careful careful next time we've had a lot of pedestrians get hit (laughs) and then walked away so somewhere some police in south tahoe had to write a report about pulling us over and i think he just i think he just redacted that whole thing he's just like never never fucking i'm not doing fucking paperwork never happened like no but it happened folks you heard it right here so so that Drew's was the, a professional so booger cave, spelunker. So cave, are, cave explorers are called boogers, according to Chris. It's a, no, according to you. So they start going through this cave, right? And they and they're they're having fun. They're doing their their cave thing, and then they find this this rock. They they bracket. They're going to kind of traverse this this uh, this gorge, you know, or whatever. <laughs> So the problem. You are like a child. <laughs> I'm sorry. Today. The problem. I thought I was going to be the bad one, but you are <laughs> undoubtedly. You just keep highlighting certain words. You're like gorge. I'm sorry if every word related to caves and and these movies is a sexual. You innuendo. primed right? me for this episode with I didn't all say of these. An engorge, <laughs> but you almost did a chasm, but, a great chasm. But that that chasm that that gorge. Um, Again, that has a lot to do with this bathophobic fear because you could not see the bottom. It was totally pitch black. So they're trying to like stick these little devices up into the rocks well, to like find, climb over. And meanwhile, they find a bracket that's like a hundred years old. That's been there so before. Clearly, somebody has been there before, and they didn't realize that it had been there, but but clearly it has, or somebody has been. And it was an there. old bracket, very old, very old. Um, and then at they get the other side, they find these cave paintings. Um, that seem to show this is at this point they're trapped. They've, they were not able to go back. Right. They, right. they crawled through a, a little tight little corridor and then it caved in and the whole thing caved in. So now they're not able to go back and now they don't know how to go forward. And then they find out that this is not the cave system that they thought they were in. And Juno had fucked them all. And so almost probably literally. Yeah. And they, and they, so they, they, now have to go forward. And they have no idea if there's an exit. So then they see this cave painting and the cave painting seems to suggest there might be another, another way out. Right. But they don't know. They're looking at these caves and going, this cave systems and, or this uh, cave painting and seeing all this weird shit on it. And it's all starting to get kind of odd. It could be anything. So then, um, then Holly starts getting excited and she's running through these tunnels um, she's like, she's the most extreme friend. Holly, the most extreme friend. Most extreme friend. And she falls down a hole. 
Oh. And this is where we have Chris's compound fractures. <laughs> That's a perfect clip right there. <laughs> I'm going to put that over some some music and every time we have a compound fracture from now on, we're going to have we're going to have that little sound bite. Cuz we know Chris loves some compound fractures. Oh my god. And then Oh, I'm going to break some celery at the end. And of then too. yeah, but you were like I was like, oh, is there a compound fracture? And you were like, oh, oh, no, no, I don't think so. And then as soon as I moved my fucking hands, he goes, he goes, oh, yeah, there is. And I was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> so we got Holly's hurt. And then we see we, we get our first our first uh, image of a crawler. And these crawlers are these little creatures that are living down in these caves. Um, and we see, and Sarah sees it and she's, they're scary looking fuckers. And she starts to try to tell everybody like, Hey, we're not alone down here. There's some stuff down here that is not cool. And they look kind of human, but they're not. And they're crawling on the walls and you believe me. And they're like, no, shit ain't right. They look like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. If they were like just a little more badass. Yeah. Um, but then a crawler attacks Holly and kills her. So most extreme friend, most extreme friend is now the most dead friend. And the first dead friend. Mm, first. So first one down is Holly, attacked by one of these crawlers. And these crawlers are, are creepy looking. They're out. gnarly. Yeah, they they're they're blind. They're kind of um, like bat they humans. Scream real, they have this high shrieking sound. Then uh, yeah, they have bat, they do like echolocation. Yeah, they're like uh, bat humans. Yeah. So they these crawlers are 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 you know they but attack they, Holly, they kill her, and now we're now we're now we're in panic mode, right? Right. And we assume that these creatures have kind of evolved to live in this underground tunnel system that has never been explored because we start to see the re- the remnants of their dinners basically. Human bones, moose, carcass, you know, all kinds of shit in there. Yeah. The deeper they go, the more they kind of the find moose was of actually this, on the outside before, of this, they, came in, before oh, well, they came into the cave. Of this civilization basically right. underground. There's family systems living down there. So, right. we, so we start to figure out that there's 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 mama and daddy crawler and baby crawler. Oh and yeah. Kid crawlers. And they're all over them. And these, and there's a bunch of them. So the concept is maybe that these were like cavemen who evolved over time and formed this community in the caves, literally cave men. Um, yeah. Literally cavemen. Um, and then we start seeing these, these crawlers starting to attack them. Right. And Juno kills a crawler. She's kind of badass. She kills a crawler. And then she, Beth comes up behind her. One of these, one of the other girls taps her on the shoulder and Juno's all pumped up from killing this crawler. And she reaches around and she puts a pickaxe right through Beth's neck. Cause she's just reacting. She she's reacting. all on lizard yeah, it wasn't survival. Malicious. It wasn't brain. malicious. We, we kind of, we know Juno's kind of a, we have problems with Juno. She's kind yeah. of a bitch and we have some issues with her from, you know, that we, we know some stuff was going on. But like was never on sneak up on a bitch after but, she's been fighting yeah, off crawlers. Yeah, so never this, sneak up on so a bitch. She swings her pick and, and goes right through her neck. It's pretty gnarly. And gets it's pretty so gory. gnarly. It's a good gory scene. It's and really actually, sad. This movie has some good gore in it for sure. Like all the way through. Um, I did not like this movie. So then Sarah finds these crawlers lair, right? And she finds with tons of bones um, and they drag Holly, the crawlers drag Holly back um, into these and start bones chow- and start chowing. It's basically like the chow house. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, then whoever's left, which I think is right now, everybody, but Beth and, and then, well, Beth is technically still alive. Um, we find out later that, you know, Juno basically leaves her there, um, dying instead of like putting her out of her misery or whatever. She just leaves her and kind of heads off on her own. Um, and Juno kind of turns into Xena warrior princess and she starts killing crawlers by throwing her pickaxe at it and snapping one of their necks with their bare hands. Um, 
and now we start seeing Sarah kind of her realizing kind of and understanding. Yeah. She sees, she, she finds Beth um, and, and starts at Beth's still alive and she's kind of gurgling and telling her, Hey, don't trust Juno. Juno's a backstabber. And then she hands her this, feather thing that apparently was a gift from Paul. It was she when uh, Juno found her in or when Juno stabbed her on her way down, she grabbed that necklace off Juno's right throat. And so she had it in her hand and she basically handed it over to the wife and was like, he was fucking her and gave her this like, don't trust her. So now we have Sarah who's not trusting Juno. Um, Everybody's dead. The whole group is dead except for, for Juno and well, no, the, the two, I guess there were two other girls. They ended up dead. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. They ended up dead. The only two that were left were Juno and Sarah. And as we get towards the end of the movie and, and, and now Sarah's, you know, has battled her way and she's killed crawlers and Juno's killed crawlers and they're trying to find their way out of this cave. Um, and they're finally getting towards an area that, that is, you know, where the end of this is supposed to end of this tunnel is. Um, and it's just Juno and Sarah and the crawlers are coming and a bunch of them. And Sarah goes fucking, uh, ballistic goes, goes pretty brutal and stabs Juno in the leg in the leg to make her not be able to run away. And then she takes off. So, so I don't Juno's, have to be Juno's fast. Now bait. I just have to be faster than you, bitch. Yep. And, and so stab me in the back. I'll stab you in the leg. Juno Leave you for the crawlers. Up, Juno ends up getting eight. Aten by all the crawlers and Sarah runs out and escapes and she escapes out into the, into the, into the daylight. And she's got this very Texas chainsaw massacre moment, right? Where mm-hmm. she's, she's like the final girl in, in Texas chainsaw massacre. Now that's where the U S version ended. If I remember correctly, the happy ending. Now the unrated version shows both endings. I think it shows the ending that, we saw in the U S and then also shows the UK ending where they don't get she out. realizes that she, she kind of dreams all of that and it goes back and it, and she's still in the cave. She's still trapped in the so cave. She's still trapped in the cave in the end. And then there's also a fan theory that this all was kind of in Sarah's mind, the crawlers and everything. And she actually just was starting to lose it. Went in insane. Cave, went insane and killed all of her friends. Um, and there was no crawlers at all. Kind of lost herself in in grief right. and in the disorientation that occurs when you're when you're underground that far. And also, too, they were going through some incredibly tight spaces. And I I did not. This movie in general made me uncomfortable. Um, my body was tense. My jaw was tense. My legs were kind of tensed up. My stomach wasn't easy. All the signs of, you know, anxiety were present while I was watching this movie. And I, I wanted out of there for them. And that's those mirror neurons in our brains, um, you know, acting uh, as kind of a gateway of, oh, my gosh, that's my, what they must be feeling right, right now. Um, and if there's anybody out there who has ever been stuck in a too tight dress. <laughs> when they were crawling through those tunnels, you're like, oh, man, this is just like being stuck in a no, tight dress. If you've ever put on a dress that's just like a nana too tight. You try to pull it over your And head. then you try to get it off and it doesn't come off. There's that moment of sheer like. Oh fuck no! What about you, dress? And then you have to like calm yourself down so you can get this fucking dress off. But like that's a that's dress a feeling. Panic it is, but it's that like 
it like just a little too tight. I can't squeeze through. I can't, you know, wiggle out. Suddenly I'm panicking. Interestingly enough. So the opposite, very much the opposite of like, I have to do some breathing exercises now. The fuck pretty much the opposite of as above. So below this movie was, um, all filmed on a set. These were all built sets. Um, and they did a really nice job with it too. Like they did a good job building these sets, making it look pretty realistic. It was great. Can you tell me what one of the sets was named? Oh, that's right. So one of the crevices, crevices that uh, was built for the film was so narrow and slippery that the female cast dubbed it the vagina. See, I'm not the only one, folks. No, it, no there's we're no all doubt. juvenile. They are. Everybody is. Have world. a little giggle. So some fun facts. Neil Marshall, who directed this film. Um, cited Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Thing, and Deliverance as his main influences, which I thought was kind of cool. There was no banjos. Um, there was no banjos. There was no squealing like a pig. But um, and he also said that you know, unlike a lot of the the like American films that kind of bring horror, you know, everything goes from zero to to a hundred real quickly. This was a real tension building, slow kind of build up, and I really liked that. Um, I really liked the slow build up of this one. It's it's a really really great movie. It was, it was very original. Having the all female cast was a really cool, uh, was a really cool thing. I think they, they, you know, and they, they made it a very diverse cast. Mm -hmm. I think every, every actress was from a different country, um, which I thought was interesting too. Um, the crawlers, the monsters in this were really, where they were designed to look kind of like Nosferatu. Um, and also have kind of the bat, um, sonar, uh, location where they could kind of avoid them if they stood really still yeah. because they couldn't see them. They had adapted to live in a totally lightless environment. And these were mostly all, I think there was some, there was definitely some CGI, but I think the actors, the crawlers were actors. They had to shave off all their body hair. They were all very. Dude, I bet you could buy like one of those um, full body green man suits that looks like a crawler like that Ooh, and be that for Halloween. That's a good idea. Get a white one. Yeah. Um, and so they, they 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 decided it was going to be too dangerous to film in a cave. So they made all these sets instead, and, and these were really amazing, very elaborate sets. And I thought it was a really cool, um, you know, a, a really really well put together movie. Be um, safe in it caves; it's, it's dangerous. Yeah, it's it's gnarly, man. Um, the appearance of the creatures was kept secret to the actresses until the first scene that they had them for a genuine reaction, um, for a real reaction. So the screaming and all that stuff was 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 all genuine. Um, so really well done. I thought it was a cool movie. Did you enjoy it? No. Other than. The <laughs> I did not enjoy it. Did it make you I very panicky? Very uncomfortable the entire time. And it led to a lot of exploration. And I, I definitely uh, will not be exploring any, you know, cave systems or being a miner or probably like own a house with a basement. You won't be a must Anytime either. soon. Anytime soon. <laughs> no, I won't. I might be exploring some deep, dark crevices. Oh, gross. Some, some, um, some, some dark, engorged holes. Oh, that those are all just awful words. <laughs> like the, ooh. Some um, slippery caves, if you but, know what I mean. But if yeah, you know what I mean, winky blinky. I just, I didn't, I didn't understand why, why the, the extreme friends felt the urge to like explore. Cause they're extreme caves. friends. I know, but like, no. That's so, uh, well, I tell you what, if you have bathophobia, you're going to want to stay away from the descent. Really uncomfortable. And if you don't have bathophobia, 
you should watch the descent. It's a great movie. Also really, really uncomfortable. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty highly acclaimed film. I think it's considered, um, I think a lot of people consider it one of the, you know, one of the top horror films of, of definitely the last, you know, decade or two, you know, last 10, 10, 20 years. If you're uh, um, struggling with bathophobia, using this as kind of a, an, an experience, an experiential therapy uh, process with your therapist might be a good idea um, or virtual reality experiences. Or maybe just go out and get yourself some extreme friends. Yeah. Don't have extreme friends. <laughs> if, if you have pathophobia, that would be bad. Uh, so check it out guys. 2005's the descent. Excellent movie. Um, that's our bathophobia episode. We may break this one down again in the future with maybe some different uh, some different twists to it because bathophobia again can be canyons, tunnels, uh, the depths of the sea, all kinds of different things mm-hmm. can kind of fall into this category. So we will bring can, this. We'll can, be bringing this one up again in the it future. It can fall into it this category. Fall into some other categories. <laughs> God, this is ripe. So good. So good. So good. Um. Well, let's get into I don't know what we're going to do next episode. I've been trying to, to figure that one out because we have Fear of Clowns coming up in a couple of weeks when It 2 comes out. We're definitely going to be hitting Fear of Clowns. So be ready nice. for that one. Next week, not so sure yet. Um, not so sure what next week's going to be. Um, but uh, we will be uh, – but send us your suggestions. You know, we've got we've to we've hit, hit the ground run and keep going with this once a week thing that we've got going on. We're, we've done it now – Three is it? Th- is there a third episode mm-hmm. that we've done? Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> moving in the right direction. Yeah, I like it. Um, so thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you, Feardos. Uh, and until next time, stay afraid. Stay very afraid. Chris's compound fracture. <laughs>